0: Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I do not ever call in sick to work. This morning, I wanted to call in sick for work. And I don't work here, but I really wanted to call in. So I'm excited um, to be here a little. Uh, this is not my thing. I can talk for a couple of minutes, but I'm not a, I'm not a preacher. I am a teacher. That's what Bradley told me when I said, this, I don't do this kind of stuff. He said, well, you are a teacher, so uh, I'll hang out on that a little bit. But I just wanted to say it is a really weird time right now. If I didn't get to talk to you before service, I don't know if I can hug you or not. Is anybody else feeling weird? Like, hey, hey, I, can I hug you? And then you might feel a little nervous because you don't want to tell me no that you don't want to hug me. So um, it's okay to hurt my feelings. If you don't want to hug, you do not have to hug me, but I'm a hugger. So if you do want to hug, just bring it to me, okay? All right? Just bring it to me. So are we clear on that? Okay. So um, it is Mother's Day. Um, We've already talked about that. and um, um, Mother's Day, like we had talked about this morning, we came in a little bit early for prayer. And um, we had talked about how it's an exciting day for some and then a sad day for some too. So we recognize that. um, And we want you to know that you are loved and cherished no matter what. Um, so please do remember that. But I do want to recognize any moms in the house and any moms online. So if you are a mother, will you just stand so we can appreciate you this morning? We're so excited that you came to be here. We honor you. Um, momming is hard. Can I get a witness? Lord, have mercy. Um, if you are online, because you can't stand up, we want to recognize you, too. So if you would just post a picture of maybe you and your children, if you have one close by. If you don't, that's fine. Just let us know how long you've been a mom. We just want to recognize you, too, and um, give a little shout-out to you. So um, one more round of applause for all the moms in the house. And not in the house. So when I, when I have to speak in um, situations when I'm really not as comfortable, uh, I like to crack jokes. Most of the time, they're not really good jokes. So, um, I'm going to crack some jokes. I pulled some um, slides off Pinterest about Mother's Day. I just wanted to have a little fun with you guys. Is that okay with everybody if we have a little fun in the house before we get started? All right, Kimberly, you got the first slide. I hope I don't start laughing and not stop because I died laughing at this photo. Am I a good mother, Susan? Um, My name is Amy. Anybody... Anybody running around the house, I see Lori back there with more than one children. When my kids were all small, um, and unfortunately, our youngest is 17 now, so we don't have that issue anymore, but when our kids were small and they were, we needed them, we were just like, kid, you, because we don't know your name, and we might call you all of the other names before we ever make it to you. So, um, yeah, so whoever you are, just come. You know I'm talking to you, no matter what your name is, so get over here, right? Okay, next. A mother's love is unconditional, but her temper is another story. <laughs> you can keep going. Oh, I know y'all seen this one. Thou shalt not try me. T- Mom 24-7. Oh, yeah. I'm looking for a moisturizer that hides the fact that I've been tired since 2010. <laughs> or 1996. However far you, you take it back. Oh, yeah, Raising Kids is a Walk in the Park, Jurassic Park. Have you ever seen Jurassic Park? Pretty much sums it up, right? This is definitely me. All these moms are on Pinterest making their own soap and reindeer-shaped treats, and I'm all over here like I took a shower and the kids are still alive. (laughs) And they might have had a bath. And this is the one um, that I thought was so true. This is not a funny one. This is like a shout-out to moms. It says, Mom, we've hired a few people to fill in for you while you relax on Mother's Day. So you have the baker, the cleaner, the nurse, the taxi. I don't know who else is in that photo, but... Oh, we got a priest back there. Yes. So, um, again, I just wanted to give a a good shout-out to you guys. Um, Sometimes you have to laugh at being a mother. Um... And I'll I'll give you a little bit of background on me. Um, Most of you that know me um, know that my grandparents raised me. um, And I was not raised by my biological mother, although we do talk a little bit now. Um, So I think sometimes we're so hard on ourselves as moms. We either see a model that's not a good one or we set expectations on ourselves that are just way too high and we're hard on ourselves. So I know that I've made mistakes as a mom, and all three of my children will tell you. They're not shy about it. They'll post it on Facebook, wherever they can get it out, they'll let you know if you mess up. So I want to let you know, um, even though a lot of times we do feel like we don't measure up, that God makes us enough. We are, we are working through this thing, trying to figure out how to raise children and help each other raise their children. Um, so you guys are doing a good job. So I just want to let you know that. Um. And then, shout out to Pastor B, because as I've already mentioned, I did want to call in sick this morning. It is stressful trying to put a message together. So um, I just want to say, uh, I want to give him a a quick shout out. Can we give him a round of applause for being willing every week? I've already put him on notice. He thinks it's 364 days. He better not ever ask me to speak again. Because I have been like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, one, I'm going to throw up. You know. Oh, that's right. He makes me enough. That's right. He, um, I did want to call in sick this morning, and I um, think I po- possibly will vomit before I'm done. So if you need to leave because it's gross, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yes, y'all are, y'all are not safe. Just want to let you know. So. When I started thinking about what I was going to talk about today, I was like, I wanted to recognize mothers, but I know that we have more than mothers in the house, and so I didn't want to hang out in Mother's Day land. Um, I wanted to make sure that I talked about something that, would, that we could all relate to. And um, one thing that is very near and dear to my heart is um, serving other people. And it was so funny, because when I walked um, back there to try to get back from getting the mic put on to come back up to the front... Um, I knew that Bradley had this little decal put on here, but I didn't think about it until today. It says, um, strength is for service, not status, Romans 15.1. And I think that um, we don't put enough stock in that verse, that God gives us strength so that we can serve others. And I don't tell you that because I'm good at serving other people, that it's near and dear to me. It's near and dear to me because I struggle with it. Anybody else have, have trouble serving others? I tend to be um, sometimes selfish. I'm probably going to be a little bit raw with y'all today. Is that okay? I, I want what I want when I want it. And if it happens to work out for you, then everybody's good, right? Why are you laughing so hard? <laughs> I'm not that bad. But, um, wait, you want to trade off? Um, I think, I thought about this, um, topic mostly because I think mothers are naturally servants, um, and that's why I kind of felt like it fit in, but I feel like females in general kind of have that nurturing, you know, they just want to take care of other people, they want to take care of things, and so I thought it would fit in, um, fit in really good. Um, so I wanted to make sure that, that we uh, talked about serving others today. And I um, have to remind myself, and I know that you guys do too, that the world's view of serving is not the same as what God's view of serving is. But I think we're so, we're so inundated with social media and conversations with people and all the things that everybody around us is doing that we get caught up in taking care of self. And then we forget that God has called us to take care of other people. So, um, we are going to hang out um, in that area today. And Galatians five thirteen says, "For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love." And so that's that's kind of where I um, wanted to start. But I brought up the fact that I'm selfish, um, and I'll tell you why Bradley's selfish later. But I'm. Right now I'm going to hang out on me. I'm I'm joking. I wanted to tell you a funny story about um, how we can serve each other. This week on Tuesday, was it Tuesday? That we kind of had a little riff. We had a disagreement. And um, did we speak to each other before we went to bed? We may or may not have even spoken to each other before we went to bed. Anybody else? Am I up here by myself? Like, can y'all nod or something and let me know that this is real life? Okay. So, we may or may not have spoken to each other, and I may have slept on the very edge of the other side of the bed. So, the next morning, I get up and go to work, and um, I get a text from Bradley that tells me about he's got dinner. This is the apology. Right? <laughs> Because I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. It was Bradley. So. so the apology was something like this. We'll have such and such and such and such for dinner tonight. I'll take care of it. And I'll, I'll, we'll also have some riced cauliflower. Does anybody know Bradley? Does anybody know that he, does not, he has not ever put riced cauliflower in his mouth? So, of course, I read it, and I'm like, he's trying to apologize through rice to cauliflower, but whatever works, whatever works. So this is what I want you to do while I'm speaking to you today. I want you to focus on how this message can change you. A lot of times we listen to a podcast or we go to church and we sit in service and we think about all the things that the pastor is saying and how it can help our husband or our sister or our mother and we don't apply it to us. We try to decide what is wrong with everybody else and how we can tell them this is how the word can change you. So I'm asking you today to think about what I'm saying and the stories that I'm going to share with you today and think about how can this help me change my perspective on serving. Okay? Also think about how you think about serving. And I kind of joked around, I don't really feel like I'm a very selfish person. I can be. I think we all can be. But I want you, while I'm talking to you, I want you to kind of think about how you are as a servant, and if you expect people to serve you, if that's just an expectation that you have. So think about that. And then also remember that we may have different gifts, talents, goals in life, but we should all be on the same mission, and that's to be more like Christ. And so I'm going to tell you a little about how Christ served and what his word says about serving. And then I'm going to give you some ways that you can do that. Sound good? So in the first story, um, we learn a little bit about how Jesus feels about servanthood. So I'm going to give you a couple of seconds. I didn't put it up on the screen because the people online can't see it anyway. Um, So it's Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 through 28. And I'm going to give you a second to get there, and then I'm going to read it. Matthew 20, verse 20 says, Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request, he asked. She replied, In your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus answered by saying to them, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Oh, yes, they replied, we are able. Jesus told them, you will indeed drink from my bitter cup, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. My father has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. When the ten other disciples heard that James and John had asked, they were indignant or annoyed, but Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And when I was reading this, I thought, doesn't this sound like our current society? Can you just give me a place or a position where I can be known? so, So people will know that I'm at the right, or the left of you. And I thought it's so, it's so fitting for, for the way we are today. Just give me a little bit of attention kind of thing. Um, so they're, they're wanting Jesus to kind of promise a place for them. But later in the story, you learn that the, you know, the people that sit next to him, that's based on how obedient they are to God. And that's God's decision, not his. So I think that... Um, Sometimes we serve for the wrong reasons because we want to be recognized or because um, maybe we have, a, we have a, our, one of our character traits is to be people-pleasing. So we, we do and do and do because we want to be accepted by a certain person instead of serving because that's what Christ did. And then um, also Colossians three twenty three and 24 says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as, as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. So we have to remember as we're serving, what are our motives behind it instead of what am I going to get out of it? Um, because the God, God's going to reward you based on what your true motives are. He looks at the heart, not what you're doing outer. So... And then we're going to look at another example um, about uh, Jesus and how he felt about serving. So if you guys will turn to John 13, and we're going to start at um, verse 1. John 13 says, Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. And I'm going to pause right there to chase a rabbit. That's what Bradley calls it. To chase a rabbit. As I was trying to prepare for this message, um, I really began to see how Jesus loved his disciples. And it, I don't know if it's, you know how some, you read stuff and you're like, eh, okay, and you just continue on? This time when I read it, I was like, he really loved them. And it just, to me, gives a new, it gives a new meaning to, to loving your neighbor and to loving the people that are around you. So I just wanted to kind of put that plug in there too. It was time for supper and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested. You will, not, "'You will never, ever wash my feet.' "'Jesus replied, "'Unless I wash you, you won't belong to me.' "'Simon Peter exclaimed, "'Then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet.' "'Jesus replied, "'A person who has bathed all over does not need to wash "'except for the feet to be entirely clean. "'And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. "'For Jesus knew who would betray him. "'That is what he meant when he said, "'Not all, not all of you are clean.'" After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. So Jesus has told us how to serve, how to be a servant, and now he's shown us how to serve. And I wanted to, um, I brought my um, study Bible so I could read um, a little, it has like a little commentary at the bottom, and it says, Jesus did not wash his disciples' feet just to get them to be nice to, to each other. His far greater goal was to extend his mission on earth after he was gone. These men were to move into the world serving God, serving each other, and serving all people to whom they took the message of salvation. So I think they thought of him, like it says in the Scripture, as teacher and Lord. So when you look at people in certain positions, and they feel like they're not supposed to do certain things because that's not their job responsibility, or it's not in their job responsibilities. And Jesus himself is saying... I am washing your feet, because that's what a true leader does. A servant leader serves other people. So he's telling you, I'm giving you this example of what you should do to serve other people so that you can continue for decades to come loving on each other and serving each other. So um, both, of those, both of those stories to me were um, really, they're simple, but they're really kind of self-explanatory. And there's, you don't have to think about what... God is asking you to do. He's telling you how he wants you to serve and he's showing you that no matter who you are, that is what you, sh- if you are saved, you should be serving. And I, I'm not necessarily talking about serving in, in a church, although if you are a member of a church, I feel like you should be serving in a church. In that house, it keeps you connected, not because we want you to serve or anybody else wants you to serve because it helps you stay connected to the cause and it helps you stay connected to people, other people that are like-minded. So in all my, in all my um, research um, around serving other people, I came up with um, some things that might keep us from serving. So if you want to write these down, if you're taking notes, you can. I read a bunch of stuff and just kind of compiled Um, some stuff that I thought would help me, and I hope it will help you. Um, So I'm going to go through those if you guys are okay with that. So what keeps us from having a servant's heart? Number one on the list, time. And I would venture to say priorities. And I don't want that to sound harsh. But I feel like we fill up our time with things that are not always necessary and we miss out on the things that are necessary because we're so busy doing other things. So time and priorities. Another thing that keeps us from serving, we don't have enough confidence in our abilities or we question what we have to offer. I, without telling you, without spending four hours telling you my whole life story, I can tell you, number one, that I didn't come into this with a lot of confidence. Confidence is not something that has ever really come easy to me. And I would, I would bet that some of you are like that too, that you just kind of question every decision. Maybe you're an overthinker. I feel like I'm an overthinker. Um, so we question if we're good enough to serve because of maybe what we've done in the past, or that we just don't have the skills that other people have. So that prevents us from being able to help other people. Um, The third thing, we feel like the job that we were doing is too small and unimportant, like holding the door for somebody, helping take out the trash, um, saying hello. That, believe it or not, is serving other people. Or we feel like we don't measure up. And I think I kind of touched on that in the one previous, but we just don't feel like we are qualified to be serving, especially in God's house or for God. Um, But that is a lie from the enemy. just want to put that out there. We get blessings from serving other people, and I'm going to give you four of those. Serving helps us to figure out what we're good at. So if we will just jump in, and try to help out wherever we can, then we can learn what it is that we're gifted at doing. But if we, if we hold ourselves back and we never take a step forward to try to help do anything or serve other people, we'll never know what our gifts are. So that's one of the ways um, we're blessed from serving. Um, we're most like Jesus when we're serving. So if we're doing for other people, then we are being Christ-like. We form relationships with other believers and we grow together when we serve. And this one was one I really loved. It distracts us from our own worries. Because when I think about myself and all the things I need and all the things I want to do and all the things I want people to do for me, I feel empty. Is anybody else? I just feel nasty and yuck. And when I, especially when I've shown that outwardly, that I feel like you should be serving me specifically in a, in a marriage relationship, if I feel like you should be doing for me, you should be doing for me, you should be doing for me, then I feel even worse because I know that my job and my calling is to serve other people. And the first place that we should serve is in our home. We should be serving the people that we are Living with, helping to take care of, married to, loving. And then I'm just going to give you five ways that you can start small in serving in case you don't know where to start. Um, Pray. Prayer is an act of service to God. And do you know who it changes? You. You. The more time you spend with God, the better you get to know him, the better you get to know yourself. And listen to other people. Take time to listen to what's going on with other people. A lot of times we talk to people and we want to share what's going on with us. And then when they talk back to us, we're waiting for them to finish so we can finish what we were saying to begin with. So we're not truly listening to other people. So listen listen to other people. Um, just be a friend. Just be just be friendly. Um, mourn with those that mourn is the fourth one. And then um, the last one, extend grace. I know that on a daily basis, maybe on an hourly basis, I need grace. Anybody else? So I, I see a lot, and I talk about social media because I feel like that's what our world revolves around right now everything that somebody posts is obviously true right so we get caught up in, in things that people are saying online and then we see what people post and we judge them without knowing their story and then we get judged and we wonder why people didn't extend grace to us but did you extend grace when you had an opportunity so it's important um, to make sure that you do that And I'm going to end with um, just a a list I found. Um, I wanted to go through all of the uh, verses that I found on who God says you are um, because I think you need to know those things and you need to make sure that you remind yourself of those things, especially when you're trying to serve because the enemy is going to give you all the reasons why you don't have time to serve, why you're not good enough to serve, why you shouldn't serve in this place, why you shouldn't serve in that place. So there are always going to be excuses that you can come up with of why you should not be serving. So, I'm going to give you some things so that you can remember. Um, and it's a, a photo. So, if anybody wants it after service, I'll send it to you because the list is pretty lengthy. Um, but, all of the th- these are all of the things that God's word says you are. So, I want to tell you those. Um, and it has the corresponding verse. So, if you do want it, just see me after church and I'll get it to you. You are beautiful or handsome. You are unique. You are loved. You are special. I'm going a little slow. I see people writing, so I'm going a little slower. You are created with a purpose. You are cared for. You are lovely. You are precious. You are strong. You are important. You are forgiven. You are a new creation. You are protected. You are empowered. You are chosen. confidence which is why stuff like this is hard for me because I don't feel confident in delivering what I need to deliver and so I have to remind myself no matter what I think or no matter what the enemy tries to tell me about myself that those things are not true and I have to focus on what God says I am or who God says I am so I encourage you guys to do the same and thank you and I won't see you in 364 days not from here FYI Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.